Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Coffee with Jim and James. James, as I always do, I have a story, but this one's partially true. TGA, Texas Gas Association, I think it was my first golf event, okay? Years back, years. And as I'm heading up to the first tee box, I, again, I'm carrying three or four bags because I thought I was a caddy, but that's another story. So I get up there, I start to put these bags out, and this whole crowd turns to me and goes, shh, and they point up. So I look up at the tee box and I see this figure. I, I can't tell who it is. It's a, it's, it's, it's a huge figure up there and they're loosening up. They hit this ball 300, 400, maybe 500 yards. It goes down the, you know, Heart people power. on your cell phones calling the next town because a projectile's coming. I'm like, who is that? They're like, that's Jeff Henderson. Don't you know? <laughs> I'm like, okay. And as he's coming down, I say, Jeff, I, I'm Jim. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grab my bag. Let's go. We have to get this off. <laughs> well, that is some, true. You know, I don't know uh, if I might remember the story that way. <laughs> yeah, well, we were talking in the pre-show about some of our good times golfing. And Jeff is an avid golfer and a great golfer. And he's fun to watch because uh, he, uh, he loves the game. But anyways, James, I'll hand it over to you to bring us back into reality. Yeah. I, it's always scary when Jimmy leads off with a TGA story and you ha- you start reliving all of your TGA trips and wondering what story he's going to tell. <laughs> We've had a lot of, of time on the Riverwalk. Uh, Jeff Henderson, a friend of the show, he, he's at least watched part of the episode I sent him in preparation. Jeff, how you doing, brother? And I'm doing good. Doing good. Glad. Uh, appreciate you guys having me on exciting to exciting to talk to you guys it's been a while since we've we've gotten together and we've talked and the pre-show is where it's at that's what we were yeah. telling jeff everybody we should record the pre-show but then again we shouldn't <laughs> uh, everyone agrees with that yeah uh, jeff i don't know i don't know if you even know this and and for those that don't know jeff go ahead and give us a quick intro uh just for yourself and and what you do over there at c energy so I am the director of operations here for our Houston office with C Energy. Um, we are a growing company. Um, we're growing leaps and bounds in the Houston Metroplex, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and also over in Austin. Um, so I was actually making my rounds the last couple of days uh, in, in our different locations. It's kind of fun to see the growth. Um, I've been in the industry for 16 years now. Uh, started with West Texas Gas up in the Texas Panhandle, then um, moved over to the Atmos Life and uh, then uh, was presented the opportunity to come down here and be the director of operations uh, for C Energy. So I took it and it's been a really good move for uh, myself, my career, uh, my family. So uh, we've really enjoyed the Houston area. I never thought I would live in Houston, um, but uh, we've, wow. we've actually really enjoyed it. And we were and actually, Jimmy were neighbors, right? I yeah, mean, we were in Houston. We were a mile, two miles apart. Yeah, not, but I, I told Jim, I said, the only way I'm moving to Houston is if you leave. And he did. So. As soon as he could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff's been a client pretty much everywhere he's went. So we're a yeah. uh, big friend of Jeff, friend of the company. Uh, we have a lot of connections. I think he has more friends at Energy World Net than I do. I believe I my first interaction with you guys is when y'all had six employees. Wow. And now i don't know how many y'all have now but uh it's not six (laughs) yeah that's wow that's incredible when i joined which was about five and a half years ago we had like 38 36 right in that Mm -hmm. range 
And uh, yeah, we're pushing some bigger numbers these days. Yeah, I think, I think we need a bigger boat. Y'all had a wing. Y'all had one little wing on that whole building. Now y'all taken over the whole building and added on to it and done all kinds of things. Yeah, we still have people that walk in and ask us where Twisted X Boots is. <laughs> uh, Jeff, uh, we we've had a lot of interaction. Jim mentioned it before because of our dealings with uh, and through the TGA Texas Gas Association and. I don't know if you know, we, we've discussed it a little bit at different times, but um, there was a safety roundtable we went to. I want to say it was in San Marcos. And um, anyhow, you, it really was the last day. And you know how last days on a roundtable go. Everybody's trying to get out because in Texas, you got to go drive four hours home, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to get on a flight. And so everybody's, you know, the, the last couple of hours of those types of meetings are like people stacking papers loud just letting you know and checking their phones you know they want to get home and it was about we had already kind of adjourned I think and a discussion started out uh, about an accident an incident um, here in Texas that occurred and Jeff told a story really impromptu from another presentation and I think we hung out for another two hours past when really we had to we're obligated to and which is quite the accomplishment with this group, like I said, because we were, we were ready to go. And, um, but for me, it was a story and a testimony that really put what I was involved in the safety side, you know, make our vision is to make the world a safer place to work. And for me, nothing had really grabbed me yet and said, this is why you're here. This is why you're doing it. And that moment for me, funny enough, and Jeff, it was probably just, another Tuesday for you. You probably didn't think twice about it. Might not even be able to remember it. But, but for me, it was something I was like, man, I'm in the right spot, you know? And, and it gave me something to kind of point to. And so I know safety is super important to you. Love to hear kind of where that stems from and where and how it's manifested now. You know, so when I started in this industry with West Texas Gas, um, it was kind of the same as a C Energy right now. We're a very small company. And so, um, you know, a lot of a lot of companies in the natural gas industry are reactive companies. And we get to the point where something happens and we react to it. Um, and so as I got into my career with West Texas, I came in with, with zero experience in the natural gas industry. So I was just kind of hit the ground running and started learning. Well, as you dig into the safety world, you look back on some of the things you possibly did in the first two or three years of your career. And you go, man, that was stupid. Like, why did I do that? And, um, you know, then little things started happening. You change your policies. Another thing happens, you change your policies. And so I really worked with the management of West Texas Gas and, and, and really tried to be more of a proactive type company towards safety. Um, and I've really tried to do that as, as I've transitioned through my career with Atmos and, and now with C Energy doing the same thing. Um, yeah, I, I remember that that conversation, with the TGA um, very vividly. And, and really it's that, that small conversation, that impromptu discussion really triggered me to do that presentation with TGA multiple times. Um, and I've done it at an SGA roundtable before, and I still give that presentation. I actually just gave that presentation on Monday to some of our new employees here at C Energy. Um, and, you know, obviously I'm not going to get into a whole lot of details about no. it um, here, but 
it's it's an incident that really that really struck home and it, it really it really struck home because it occurred to people I knew um, people I worked with on a daily basis and you know what they were doing was something that I'd done a hundred times and it really changed my philosophy on how I go about doing things um, so really you know in my position here with C energy one one of the things one of the reasons I took the job, is being the director of operations down here, I'm able to affect change. Yeah. And whether that's physical change, mental change, whatever that is, you can you can adjust the policies um, to, to really fit the narrative that, that you want to that you want to drive with your with your folks. And um, safety is huge. I mean, we just got off. A, we have a weekly safety meeting every Wednesday. And we got off that at 830 this morning. So, um, we, you know, we really drive safety, um, whether it's, you know, a, safety towards an incident like this, or like this morning, we just talked about regular job site safety and wearing your PPE when you're on these, on these new home building sites and watching for nails and little things like that. You know, your whole goal in the safety world, especially in the industry that we're in is to make sure that you and your employees go home safe at the end of the day. Absolutely. Um, and that's, that's where this whole thing has to start. And once you do that, it makes for a more productive uh, environment around uh, around the company. Now, I, you know, Jeff, we've known each other for years, and the the passion that you have for safety and everything you just said right there, where you put safety first, and it almost goes to our episode today where we put that topic first, mm-hmm. because every time that there's a crew meeting, uh, e- even committee meetings, when we're indoors, we have a safety share, and if people aren't from our industry. A safety share is where before a meeting even starts, you talk about something. It could be the exits. It could be what to do in case a tornado hits. It could be if you're on a job site, you know, one little tidbit to remind people. Because people, when they get comfortable, unfortunately, as human nature, you become lax or or it won't happen. I've done it a thousand times. And how many times have we heard that from somebody that has said that? And I, I have to applaud you. James and I both applaud you and your your dedication and passion for that. Let me twist this a little bit. Mm-hmm. You also have an extreme passion for our workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, when I see you interact with uh, uh, fellow people in the workforce, you know, giving them advice, tips and tricks, there's no walls, there's no you know, competition. You want the best for people. And that's absolutely another trait that I admire about you. It, in the last 18 months, we have been in a very unique place and managing this workforce over the last 18 months has really taught us a lot. And, and you and your passions uh, probably have come right up to the top of the cream, so to speak. Thoughts on managing this workplace, just workforce, just with where we are in this time of COVID, but also we have a lot of folks retiring and a lot of new folks mm-hmm. coming in. And it's, there's a whole bunch of generational gaps and James does some great presentations on, on that topic, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on the workforce as it is today. And what's your thoughts on that? You know, you, you, you hit it on the head to where we, we do have a huge generational gap and we're trying to bridge that gap. Um, and here at Sea Energy, we, we do have a very young employee base. Um, we have some older, um, some older individuals, but overall we 
it, it's a growing company. So we don't have we don't have the huge generational gaps that the Atmoses or the Center Points or the CPS or the companies that have been around for years and years and years have. Um, you know, I can speak from my experience when it started with West Texas gas and there was a generational gap from even from the, from the management standpoint, you'd look at a lot of the, the, the managers that we had where they were all, you know, upper fifties, low sixties, and they're getting ready for retirement. And it was either that, or you had early twenties. And, um, so trying to fill that gap at that point, um, you know, one way that, that I like to address it here. Is, is really from the beginning and, and from an interview standpoint, when you're, when you're really interviewing for these open positions that you have. And I've always lived by the adage of, you know, I can, I can teach somebody to operate a gas system. I can teach somebody to go out and locate a facility. I can teach somebody to go, go set a regulator station or adjust a regulator or set a meter or whatever that is. But the two things that, that you really can't teach are attitude and work ethic. And those for us are huge. And I've taken little pieces of uh, things from from every company I've worked with, um, especially in this industry from West Texas to Atmos and and then on to Sea Energy and really try to bring that with me. Um, And a huge part of what I'm trying to do here and what I I see growing with our guys here is, is a culture and a team and family culture for our guys. And I think if you... If you can create that culture, if you can sustain that culture with what you're doing, it honestly makes managing the workforce nowadays a lot easier um, because you want guys to to come to work because they want to come to work. They want to come here. They want to be around their employees. They want to be um, with the company and helping the company grow and not really just showing up to work and grabbing a paycheck every day. Yep. And, you know, unfortunately, you see that in a lot of different industries nowadays. And our, our industry is um a a little different and i like it you know we have competition on a daily basis you know i mean from c energy to atmos to west texas to center point to whoever i mean obviously we're battling each other for customers and neighborhoods and doing all this kind of stuff but at the end of the day we're all working together we're all working towards the same mission um and you know i y'all know me my wife will tell you all the time you know i can talk to a wall and uh, i've I've never (laughs) met a person that i don't like you basically described our show yeah. yeah, you know, I, I, I say I've never met a person I don't like. Who knows? I may not like them. They might, they may not like me. But for that first, you know, 15, 20 minutes, we're going to talk. We're going to act like we're best friends. And, you know, it that to me is being able to to talk across the industry to different companies with different philosophies or different cultures or whatever that is. We have the ability to share ideas, to, to tie back into safety, to keep keep our industry safe. Yeah. Um, there may be things that that Atmos or Centerpoint or Sea Energy or West Texas Gas are doing, and we may be doing it a little bit different um, than than each other, but we can learn, and, yeah. and we can learn from um, from other people's mistakes or other people's incidents, and we can you know we can make sure that doesn't happen where you're at right now. Absolutely, yeah. Jeff, uh, for those that don't know Jeff, Jeff's a, a family man. Um, that's that's a wonderful term, isn't it? Yeah. A family man, as opposed to a non-family man. <laughs> um, but, you know, his, he drags, I've, I've met his lovely wife and family at different events. Um, he, you know, he, he mentioned in the pre-show and before he's basically super dad and goes to, you know, all the sporting events and Baseball. he's Baseball. living vicariously <laughs> through his son. Uh, 
but but it's apparent every time that you're around Jeff that and you know we're Facebook friends you know we're Facebook official that means we're official um, yeah <laughs> wow. uh, basically and so but it's it's evident that that you are a big advocate for whether you call it balance or, or rhythm but that work work and family you know balance that you know making sure you remember why you do everything you do you know as often as you can tell us a little bit about you know that and how you've built a career that's both successful and in, in, in both of those departments if you will so one thing I, I preach to my team here is is the work-life balance and you have to have that um especially as we go through um what we've gone through the last 18 months you know it's really changed um how people view a work-life balance um i think now it, it, you can almost kind of joke about it but at, at times it's you know i think i think the 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 wives and everybody you know my wife works from home and so when we started this whole journey and we were working from home 24 seven, it's like, you, you need to go back to work. That same conversation this morning, Jeff, <laughs> <laughs> this used to be her office and she's like, yeah, okay, exactly. I think so, it'd be nice if you tried that office out again. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's safe. Yeah. So, you know, but, but not everybody in our industry has had the ability to work from home. Um, you know, we've had our, our service technicians and our construction techs and our meter readers and those guys, those guys have to be out in the field and, they, and they've been out there. And so it's kind of been a different approach for those guys as well. Um, you know, they don't have the constant support of being able to come to an office and, and sit down and discuss some trials and tribulations or whatever they're having that day. Um, but as we're starting to ease back into the end of the normalness that, that we were used to, um, a work-life balance for me is, is huge. You know, the way I, the way I view it, Work's always going to be here. Family may not. And go spend your time with your family. Um, you know, spend your time with your kids. You know, I think as 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 you grow older and you look back at your time, I mean, my son's about to turn 11. Um, there's many decisions that I made um, over my career, over my personal life that that I chose some me time over some some time with him. And so as he's getting up. And he's getting in the age where he's, he's huge into baseball. He loves football and, he, and he's getting really, really good at what he's doing. Um, you know, it's, it's time for me to really start choosing to go be with him instead of, instead of going to do what I want to do um, all the time. And, and y'all, you know, you'll be impressed with me, James. I passed on a, a huge golf tournament last weekend at PGA national in Florida to go back in because my son had a baseball tournament. That's that's 15 miles up the road from me. I know I would have been there, but see, that was part of the reason, Jim. I knew it was close to you, and so I'd, I'd rather kind of stay back over here. Wow! <laughs> I knew if we if I didn't get that little dig, I wouldn't yeah. have felt the love, brother. I haven't I talked. I, I, I haven't talked to Jeff in probably three or four months. Uh, I mean, other than an email here and there. So, yeah. Jeff, uh, what's what's the hole in one count up to at this point? I'm up to three. Three. Tough yeah. life. Tough life, Jimmy. <laughs> you know, when I, Jimmy I, plays golf, he wears two gloves. <laughs> Jimmy, two gloves. He's he's got the 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 shades. I it's mean, more it's, of a ba- it's more of a baseball tan now than golf, man. I don't get to get out as much as I uh, as much as I want to between football practices and baseball practices and football games on Saturdays and baseball tournaments every other weekend. You know, it, yeah. it keeps me uh, keeps me busy. 
So I wore my vest in your honor today. I appreciate that. <laughs> I know it's probably not vest weather down there, but we got a cold front in here. It's nice. We're near as much as I did up north, I can promise you. <laughs> Jeff, um, your passion with making sure that the people are good mentally, physically, and emotionally is heralded, and, and it, it resonates. And I think we all have to keep reminding our our staff and our teams and, and such like that, especially with the remote, because it's hard to turn it off. I know at first people were like, oh, we're going to work remote. Nobody's going to work. Well, we found yeah. the opposite, that people, instead of driving an hour to the office and then turning on the computer, you roll out of bed at 5.30 or 6 and you walk 20 feet and you're like, you're on. And the yeah. same thing at night. And I think it's really important. James and I did a lot of stuff on uh, seven habits and one of them sharpen the saw. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it can be a daily type of occurrence where you need to sharpen the saw and do what's right for you, because the better you are as a person, the better you are as a team member of an organization. I mean, it all kind of flows down, at least, you know, my my humble opinion no ab absolutely and, and one thing that we've seen you know I, I think everybody in the industry kind of freaked out um when covid started and yeah and you know all right hey we're all going back to work from home how are we going to continue doing what we're doing i think what we're all seeing is i mean you said it a minute ago it's not just that we're being productive i honestly feel like we're being more productive um right. than we were you know yep. when this whole first when when this whole thing started at first you know i'm sitting at the house and i'm Waking up, like you said, get just going straight, getting on the computer, you know, doing what I need to do. And about 12, one o'clock, I'm sitting here going, what did I do my entire day? Mm -hmm. Because I'm, I'm caught up in my emails. I'm doing this. And, and what you realize is, you know, you don't have the people coming in the offices and, and, and I miss that. Like I, it's, yeah, you know, I, I miss the interaction with, with guys. And that's, that's, I think that's where everybody was at. And so now that we are, starting to get back to a little bit of normalcy and we've got a few guys in the office here from the operations folks it, it is kind of nice to get back to normal and get that interaction back with your guys because i mean it, a phone call is great and a zoom meeting is fine and you know everything's good but but getting that personal interaction with your guys and making sure really checking in with them and and joking around with them and making sure that 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 they're still enjoying what they're doing for a living is, is, is my biggest thing. I hate being away from people. I mean, y'all, y'all know me for years and years and years, and, and I'm not a person that can just be by myself all the time. No, I've never seen you by yourself. That <laughs> anything. I think it's what it's done is made us more deliberate with our actions. Absolutely. So when I know I'm going to be in the office, which I think is very important. And I probably would have been someone that said I could do it all from home before. Like if you let me, I could do it all. Now I live more on the, I could probably be 70, 30 at home. Yeah. I can be really efficient, but that 30% is really important for me. If I don't have that, I'm going to burn out. That's yeah. just what I do. Um, yeah, so it makes me more deliberate when I schedule time in the office that those are my like brainstorming meetings and my, mm -hmm. I go around and I have a lot of, not, maybe not on my schedule, but buffer in there to make sure I do go around and fill that bucket and talk to Kim in accounting and mm -hmm. go talk to, you know, the people that are there and get a little bit of that in while I can, and then go home, put my head down, you know, yeah. or yeah. if I know I'm going to be on eight zoom calls, I'm probably not going to the office that day, you know, <laughs> right. so I think it makes you more deliberate in your interactions. And I think that's a, a plus. I'd like to propose, actually, and we're getting close to winding down, but I think this topic, conversation, bringing Jeff back on, 
you know, in a couple of months or whatever, and exploring this a little bit deeper, I think we could really, you know, help the, the audience out there with some tips or tricks or just understanding that they're not alone. And this a lot fall of in the mental health category, we could probably turn it that way because I feel like a lot of mine, if, if I have a very clean cut schedule and a plan, then my mental health is a lot better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that yeah. sounds crazy, but we talked about like even sharpening the saw for me, people go, Oh, don't pick up your phone. Don't open your laptop. Don't do whatever the thing is right yeah. that you do. And for me, I, I get high anxiety thinking about uh, the I Monday can't. I got to return. If I have 1247 emails, yeah, like, it doesn't, I drink coffee in the morning and no one's awake. I can yeah. check my email on a vacation and I, it makes me feel better for the whole day. Same. You know? and, and, I, and I think, I think, I think a lot of people are like that. I'm the same way. Um, you know, I, I talk to people all the time, you know, as you move up further in your career, everybody, everybody wants to promote in their careers nowadays. And, you know, getting back, back on one of the topics you were talking about earlier from, from the workforce side of it um, and, and the generational gap and what we're doing is you're seeing a lot of younger kids come in to the industry. Um, but the difference is, in my opinion, at least, and I've, I've talked to a couple other people, the difference in the younger generation and the older generation is they want to accelerate their career so much faster. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah. And, and whether that be with technology or whatever that is, but for me, and, and I've talked to a couple of my supervisors here um, that are more on the younger side. I mean, we're, you know, they're still in their thirties and, you know, they complain, well, you know, I don't really get PTO. I don't get, I said, well, I, you know, I can't remember the last time I took a full vacation and just turned the phone off. You know, yeah. like you're saying, it's, it's whether you're checking emails or, or just getting rid of emails so that you don't come back to 4,000, you know, yeah. after a week. So, you know, I, I as much as people like, I, I'm the same way with you guys to where I, I you know, a, a scheduled out day makes, makes my life a lot easier, but then there's days that I, I kind of want the chaos, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of a little change. Good thing is that that tends to always find its way. I usually yeah. can get a good chaos day in a week. We, we just had it last week at AGA. I mean, that oh, was, uh, I mean, we, we went in with the idea we need to remain fluid, dynamic, some other mm -hmm. words that we had, uh, ready to go at a moment's notice, because as much as you try to plan it out, Jeff, James, you guys all know. Best trade laid shows. plans. Yeah. Yep. All right, Jeff, you have the audience, you have the stage. Everybody is looking at you right now. As we wind down, is there one thought? one sentence, one word, whatever you want to, that you want to give it all the way to the audience. If you were to tell them one thing, what would that message be? Man, I don't know that it's one word moment. or, or one what? sentence, but it's, it's, it's kind of a philosophy that, um, that I read a while back. And, you know, as, as I promote my career and now, you know, I'm, I'm here in Houston, I'm the director of operations. I've got a number of people underneath me. Um, as a leader of a team, I want people underneath me that are smarter than I am. And I don't, I, I've been out of the field for, for a while now. And so, you know, could I go set a meter? Could I go change a regulator? Absolutely. Um, but I'm going to lean on the people below me um, to do that. And so as a leader, I don't, I don't need to be the smartest person in the room. I just need to guide them to the point where they can continue to help this company grow. And, because my ultimate goal is to, to get the people underneath me smarter than I am and train them to eventually take my job one day. Yeah. yeah. And, that's and that's, great. 
great that, that's really what i'm trying to do right now put myself out of a job yeah, just try me <laughs> just try me i'll put myself out of a job yeah i like that i, I like uh, that that's really good jeff it's been awesome just to fellowship with you uh, yeah have definitely missed you uh Likewise. your humor your uh, terrible jokes the awesome, awesome golf game that we all uh, try to emulate. It's been awesome just spending some time with you. We got to get together soon. Um, Absolutely. Man. Have you back the on the show to get a little bit deeper. Yeah, I appreciate the invite, guys. I appreciate the uh, uh, the ability to come on and, and speak with you guys. I mean, I know y'all kind of ran through the list before you got down to me, but you know, eventually y'all got to the point where, where you invited me on your show. We thought it would be suspicious to start having people on two, three times before we got <laughs> to you. It was, we were blessed last year. We were running by the seat of our pants uh, and, and we're still doing it. And uh, we appreciate every person that spends a little bit of time with us. Absolutely. And, and just the fellowship that seeing you again and I, I got to be honest with you, my mind has been racing as far as all the times that we've been together in the past. You know, yep. that's one thing about this industry. It's built on friendships. Absolutely. And no matter what, I, I, I could call on Jeff. Jeff can call on either one of us for any type of thoughts, even if it has nothing to do with Energy World Net or whatever. If we have the knowledge, we all share it. And I, I love our industry for that reason. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you all very much. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. For our audience, thanks for tuning in this week. Please tune in next week. In the meantime, if you're on the LinkedIn uh, platform, connect with Jeff. He's a, a, a great advocate, energy advocate, safety advocate, betterment advocate, everything you can think of. So please do, do that. Until next week, as I always remind folks, let's stay safe. And until next week on Coffee with Jim and James, we'll see you. Take care. Right. See you, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>